Welcome to the Chris Oldcorn Show. I'm Chris Oldcorn. Today is all about coronavirus and COVID-19. Various government agencies and levels of government have been giving us information about COVID-19, and we're going to give you the most present, up-to-date information that we can. We're going to talk about what's going on here locally through Algoma Health and also Surrey Hospital. We'll be discussing what's going on with the Ontario government, who just announced a state of emergency here in Ontario. We'll also be looking at what Trudeau said yesterday and, and what he said today, slightly differently, uh, clarifying some of what he said yesterday about COVID-19 and what the Canadian government is doing about it. I'm Chris Oldcorn. This is Chris Oldcorn Show. Hold tight. We'll be back in one minute. Hello and welcome to the Chris Oldcorn Show. Right now I want to talk to you about what's going on in our stores. We have people going into Walmart, Kinos, Metro, Food Basics, No Frills, and buying everything off the shelf as if the world is ending. The world is not ending. We just currently have an issue with a virus that's spreading rapidly. But I went around yesterday and I looked at the different stores. There is no disposable wipes or Lysol cleaners at Walmart. There was no napkins. There was no toilet paper. The only thing that was left was paper towel. There's also no dog food left at Walmart. The shelves at Walmart for meat, like beef, chicken, pork, all gone. Lots of the produce section was gone as well. People are overreacting to this virus. COVID-19 is serious. I'm not denying that but you don't need nine months worth of toilet paper, which is a, even Walmart was limiting people to one package of toilet paper and it was still sold out. But what we can do is we can help each other. If you have elderly neighbors, offer to do their shopping for them. If you have young kids, make sure that they are only staying in your house, that they're not being exposed in public to the virus. Most people who catch COVID-19 will just think they have a mild cold. If you're of good health, you would be okay. It's only vulnerable populations where there needs to be concern. Now that doesn't mean someone who's 40 years old won't get COVID-19, but other risk factors are a major player in how this virus works and how it kills people, and as we've seen across the planet. Now Canada is presently containing this virus fairly well compared to other countries. Our governments, both locally, provincially, and federally, have been making wise decisions on what to do to contain this to do what's called flattening the curve. Flattening the curve means that you don't have a spike of people getting COVID-19, like what happened, for example, in China, South Korea, Italy. They saw a few cases and then, boom, it spread everywhere. Our government is trying to protect that and to stop us from having that big up in the curve. So what we're trying to do and what all levels of government are trying to do is flatten that curve so not many people get the virus. And they do that simply by social distancing. Now, one thing that is happening is a lot of people are not working. As a news organization, we are almost considered what's called an essential service because we provide information to the public. Now, starting tomorrow, there will be a 15-minute podcast every single day that I will do with the latest information on COVID-19 from official sources. 
you'll be able to go to sueonline.com and you will see on the side of, of the website, there will be an embedded link where you can listen to the latest show and also previous shows if you want as well. Our goal here is to provide you with the most up-to-date information every day as things change rapidly. The other thing I want to talk about first is also a lot of places have been hindered or not allowed to open at all. So if you don't have takeout or drive-through as a restaurant, you're not allowed to actually have the sit-down part of your restaurant open. Now would be a good time to buy gift cards. Now would be a good time that the person who does your hair, let's say you go to the same person to do your hair. I go to the same guy every time, Luke. What I'm gonna do every three weeks, I'm just gonna take the money that I normally would have paid him to do my hair and slip it under the door of the barber shop so that he still gets his money. Will my hair grow longer? Maybe, we don't know how long this is gonna be. But we can do little things to help people out. So please consider what you can do for your neighbors who are elderly, what you can do for people that are in service industries. You know, you can't go get your nails done, but you could still buy a gift card for that nail salon. Just do things to help out and look out for your neighbors and for people who provide services to you that they can't presently do. Now, this morning, Doug Ford declared a state of emergency here in Ontario. That is a very big step for the government to take. And so there's, what this actually means is, is that um, grocery stores, convenience stores, pharmacies, manufacturing facilities, public transit, important public services, construction sites, and office buildings will be allowed to continue to operate. However, there's now a whack load of closures. So, you cannot go to any recreational programs, both public or private. You cannot go to libraries. You cannot go to private schools. Public schools are already closed. This state of emergency extends to private schools, so all schools are closed. Uh, your daycare, not gonna happen. Uh, you can't go to church or any other faith community, um, whether it's a mosque or a synagogue. And bars and restaurants are closed except for takeout. Now, the other thing that just happened is they have spent, in addition, just the other day, the provincial government put in $100 million into a COVID fund, and the federal government chucked in another $200 million for $300 million worth of services. Now we're going further. Ontario government has now announced another $300 million worth of funding. And this is where it's going. $100 million will go directly to the hospitals to help with increased capacity from having COVID-19 uh, patients. There will be $50 million going into public health. Now, the Ford government did cut public health, and now they're having to put the money back in. But this is going for public testing, so we can have more widespread testing as well. Um, eventually, we will shortly have drive-through testing and things like that, so you won't actually have to even go into a building to get tested. There's a further $50 million for frontline workers because there's going to be people working overtime. Paramedics, fire, police, nurses, doctors, and so on. So there's more money going into the healthcare system to pay for the overtime. There's also $25 million to support frontline workers. That will be people that are in the assessment centers uh, doing the tests. There's another $50 million that will be going to long-term care facilities, so that's retirement homes and nursing homes, to help them cope with COVID-19, particularly if they do get a breakout. My Nana's home right now is actually closed 
because of influenza, not COVID-19. This is money in addition to what the, they're already getting to help with influenza and so on, but also to help with COVID-19. There's going to be 20 million that will go to residential facilities, which include developmental services, gender-based services, and protective care for child and youth. What that means is there's more money to go into homeless shelters and things like that because they are in a close quarters and they need to separate people because of what's called social distancing. Social distancing is you stay away from me, I stay away from you, and when we are together, we don't, we're not closer than six feet. There's also an additional $5 million to protect seniors in retirement homes separate from the money for long-term care. There's also $4 million going for Indigenous communities as well. Now, here in Algoma, we got the first updated numbers just a few minutes ago. Here's the situation. There's been 49 people in Algoma tested now for COVID-19. The good news is we've got 25 of those tests back and they were all negative. There's still 24 tests out that are going to be back within the next 24 hours because that's about how long the test takes presently. But right now, there's not a positive case in Algoma of COVID-19. That doesn't mean that in the 24 cases that are still being tested, that none of them will test positive. However, no one is presently positive for COVID-19 in Algoma. So everybody just take a deep breath. No one here has it yet. So there's not, don't need to panic and go buy the entire grocery store. Now, let's talk about Suarez Hospital specifically. Suarez Hospital had someone who works there who was exposed to COVID-19. And they are now under what is called possible investigation for exposure to COVID-19. However, that person had limited um, number of staff, physicians, and patients who were in contact with them. That is a good thing, which means there's a very little chance that some sort of COVID-19 outbreak will happen in the staff at Sioux Area Hospital. But there are additional measures that they are putting into place. Now this is for everyone. This was already put in before the person who is now being investigated for COVID-19 happened. So this is what they would like you to do. And I'm going to read the visitor restrictions so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sioux Area Hospital is limiting visitors to prevent the spread of any respiratory illness including COVID-19. People who are unwell or live with someone who is unwell should not visit patients. People who have traveled outside Canada, and this is important, this includes if you went over to the Sioux, Michigan side. So if you've been over to the Sioux, Michigan side, they're asking you not to come. Even though you've only gone over the bridge and come back, or you went and got gas or did some shopping, don't go to the hospital. They're asking you not to. Anyone visiting a patient should always wash and sanitize their hands both before and after the visit. So when you go in, wash your hands. When you leave, wash your hands. Effective on Monday, so in other words yesterday, visiting hours are restricted from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. All visitors will be screened at the main entrances. Visitors exhibiting signs of influenza-like illnesses, that's fever, cough, difficulty breathing, runny nose, or sneezing, will be asked to return home and self-isolate and will not have access to the hospital. Parking tokens will be provided to visitors who are turned away. So you won't be charged for parking if you can't get in. They're also asking the community to limit their visiting. 
Visitors who are unwell or have traveled outside of Canada, including Sioux, Michigan, are asked not to visit. Visitors are encouraged to keep their visits short. Don't go visit someone for four hours. Go in, spend 15-20 minutes, and then go home. The other thing is for inpatient areas. They're asking that only one person visit someone at a time, and that you're over the age of 18, and you only come between 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. You also have to consult with the nurse at the unit before you'll be allowed to go in and see the patient. And finally, anyone presenting with COVID-19 symptoms should not bring any visitors with them. If you are possibly infected with COVID-19, you're having flu-like symptoms, take yourself to the hospital. Don't have someone bring you. That's very important because you could infect that other person when you're in, in a closed environment in a car. You can't be six feet apart in a car. Now, we're going to go to a commercial break, and we'll be right back. And welcome back as we continue our COVID-19 coronavirus coverage. Now, the I was just talking about Surrey Hospital and the visitor restrictions. There's also been a reduction in services, so pay careful attention to this. Ambulatory clinics and non-essential operative procedures have been canceled by the hospital and will be rescheduled. Patients are currently being contacted directly by Sioux Area Hospital. If you're supposed to go to the hospital for something, they're going to contact you. Chances are it will be canceled, except for urgent procedures and diagnostic imaging will continue and there are no cancellations in those departments at this time. That doesn't mean the situation won't change. Now. Let's look at the Ontario update from the Ontario government and the Ministry of Health. This is what is going on right now. First, closures and cancellations. All publicly funded schools are closed for two weeks following March break. We, we knew that, that happened last week. Casinos are now being shut down. They will be shut down at some point today. Also, anything at an Ontario park is also canceled. Now, they're adding in additional screening. Now. That is for the long-term care homes, retirement homes, and it's not just people visiting that will be screened, it's everyone entering each retirement home or nursing home. So that means they're screening the staff, they're screening the volunteers, they're screening the visitors, and they're also screening the residents. And they're asking that only, only essential visits to retirement nursing homes happen. If you don't have to go to a retirement or nursing home, please don't. That's one way to spread the disease quickly. And inside of a retirement and nursing home, it's a closed-in environment. And even with regular influenza, nursing homes constantly get closed down until they can control an outbreak. So if you don't need to go see a, a family member in a nursing home, don't go. Finally, they are now asking, same as the Canadian government has asked, all non-essential travel outside Canada, don't do it. You don't need to go over and get your cheap gas on the Michigan side or go shopping over there. Buy your gas here. So it's a little bit more expensive than if you buy on the American side. However, now's not the time to be counting, you know, a small little amount of money that you're spending on gas to go over and come back. You could actually be put into quarantine uh, coming back. And they have canceled any public gathering of over 50 people. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. 
Don't go to any St. Patrick's Day celebrations. All the parades are canceled. The bars and restaurants are closed. Celebrate in your house by yourself. FaceTime in with your friends, but don't go out. Now, the Prime Minister announced a bunch of different actions yesterday. The main three things that we're going to look at first is what's going on for Canadians outside of Canada. First, all Canadians should avoid essential travel outside the country until further notice. Canadian travelers return to Canada via commercial means while they still remain available. In other words, there might be a point when the airlines are not allowed to fly back into Canada. So you will be in whatever country you're in right now. And also, all travelers to Canada, when they're coming back, you have to self-isolate for 14 days. The only exceptions are for those for workers who work with movement of goods and people. In other words, air crews uh, can still work. If you're a trucker and you're driving stuff around, you can still work. But everybody else who's coming back should self-isolate for 14 days, regardless of if you feel like you have any symptoms. It is possible to have COVID-19 with no symptoms. Now, here's what the Prime Minister is doing as of tomorrow. This is March 18th. Now, this applies to air travel only, but foreign nationals will be turned away except American citizens from entering Canada. This means that air crews, travelers arriving in Canada in transit to a third country, Canadian permanent residents, diplomats, and immediate members of Canadian citizens will still be able to get into the country. Everyone else will not. If you are an Australian, you will not get into Canada. But if you leave, you also might have trouble coming back. So stay inside the country. Now, international flights are changing. We are now only accepting international flights to four airports. Toronto Pearson Airport, Vancouver International Airport, Montreal Trudeau International Airport, and Calgary International Airport. At those airports, they will still be flying to domestic flights, the United States, some destinations such as Mexico and the Caribbean, and they can continue to operate the regular routes for the present time within Canada. Also, the measures at those airports, particularly if you're coming in from a foreign country, have been greatly strengthened. There is now more stronger and visible messaging. There's health screening at the kiosks when you come up to the border inside of an airport, and then there are also enhanced cleaning and disinfection of all the high traffic parts of the airport. Now, the other thing that's important is if you are stuck in a foreign country, Trudeau announced this yesterday but clarified today what it actually is. And that's the COVID-19 Emergency Loan Program for Can Canadians Abroad. What that is, is you can borrow up to $5,000 from the Canadian government to pay for your living expenses if you are stuck in a foreign country and can't come back to Canada. The other issue there is, as well, is that if you show up at the airport in a foreign country, Canada is requiring that airline to screen you before you get on the plane to come back. If you have any of the symptoms of COVID-19, you will be barred from going onto that aircraft and flying back to Canada. If you are, for example, let's say you're in London, UK, if you show symptoms of COVID-19, you're not getting on that plane to fly back to Canada. That loan program will help you pay your expenses while you spend the, your time in London because you're not able to come back. And finally, the one thing, last thing I want to talk about is what's happening 
for workers in Ontario. Some people can continue to work. I can continue to work as a journalist, for example. People that work in grocery stores will still be working. But there's a lot of Canadians who will not have jobs for the next little while while everything is shut down. The government is putting in what they're calling the job protection for workers during COVID-19. And what that actually is, is the following things. If it's passed, it hasn't passed yet, but this is what will be in it if it does pass. Employees under medical investigation, super, supervision, or treatment for COVID-19, you cannot be fired for that or let go. Employees acting in accordance with a Health Protection and Promotion Act. That is something that's similar to if you were under uh, quarantine for COVID-19. This is for people that are sick, but not necessarily with COVID-19. Then there's also employees who are in isolation or quarantine. So if a doctor has told you to go into quarantine or public health has, you cannot lose your job. Employees acting in accordance with public health information or direction. For example, let's say you're told not to go to work if you don't have to. And you're working from home or not working at all, you can't be fired for that. An employer directs the employee not to work. If your boss says don't come to work, he can't fire, he or she can't fire you for not coming to work. Also, if you need um, to take care of someone who has COVID-19, you cannot go to work either. And then after that person is better, you also have to do the 14 days of self-quarantine. And finally, this came up the other day with Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons was requiring doctor's notes for people to miss work. This piece of legislation, Doug Ford and the conser progressive conservatives are putting through that no one needs a doctor's note if they miss work. One, they don't want people going to the doctor if they're sick to get a doctor's note because you can infect other people. So please, please, please stay at home if you're not feeling well, if you're sick, or you think you could be contagious, or if you're looking after someone. This has been the Crystal Oldcorn Show. We'll be back in one minute. And welcome back to the Crystal Oldcorn Show. Now I want to talk to you about influenza and the coronavirus or COVID-19. In North America, every single year, tens of thousands of people die from influenza. However, COVID-19 has only killed 67 people so far across North America. So let's look at the numbers and why are we so concerned about the COVID-19 pandemic when year after year after year we allow influenza to kill tens of thousands of people. Let's look at the actual numbers. Last year here in Canada, influenza killed 302 people. The year before that, it killed 388. In the US last year, influenza killed 80,000 people. In the last 10 years, influenza deaths in the US have ranged from a low of 12,000 to a high of 56,000. Now let's look at the COVID-19 numbers. Now we also have to keep in mind when we're looking at the COVID-19 numbers that a lot of people who should have been tested have not been tested yet. However, we in Canada only have a little over 340 cases of COVID-19. In the US, they have a little over 3,600 cases of COVID-19. Here's the death so far. We have one death in Canada out of 33 million people. In the US, out of about 330 million people, they only have 66 deaths so far. Now here's my question. Why is it 
when COVID-19 started and started to spread across the world, and then all of a sudden the World Health Organization called it a pandemic, which it is, why is it that every single year we allow influenza to kill tens of thousands of people across North America, and yet it's nothing, it doesn't make the news, it's not really a big thing, we don't shut anything down. I mean, if you go to my Nana's nursing home right now, they will not let you in. Not because they have cases of COVID-19, but because they have cases of influenza. We allow hundreds of people in Canada, mostly the elderly living in retirement and nursing homes, to die every year from influenza. Yet we're not out there trying to cure it, find a vaccine so people don't get it anymore. But all of a sudden, COVID-19 takes hold and we're shutting down the country. Now, I don't want to minimize COVID-19. Yes, COVID-19 is a big problem, and we're seeing what happens in other parts of the world. And I'd like to praise the Canadian government and the Ontario government and our local uh, health authorities here in Sault Ste. Marie in treating this as a pandemic and taking it seriously. I'm not criticizing that. But once we get through this COVID-19 thing, they're already talking about, okay, we need to find a vaccine, then we need to find a cure, we need to find treatments. That's great. But how about when COVID-19 passes, and we go back and we look at influenza. Influenza kills tens of thousands of people. It's about time those tens of thousands of people receive the same attention and have medical science and scientists go out there and try and find a way to stop influenza A as well. I'm Chris Oldcorn. This is The Chris Oldcorn Show. Hello and welcome back. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you look for Chris Oldcorn, C-H-R-I-S-O-L-D-C-O-R-N, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you'll be able to find me and follow me there. So you'll get the absolute most up-to-date information on COVID-19 and anything else I'm working on ahead of everybody else. Back in a sec. Mm-hmm.